third string is in the preseason. I mean, come on, you got to need Stamkos. I, I think still people question that. That's no not, shit, I, Andrew. But that—that's not how you win cups. The Bay Rays are going to win the World Series. You can mark it down. Okay, I'm done. Okay. I'm done. Jimmy's life has its ir- ironies, you know, that are like I, no. Jimmy's the idiot. Laid off due to lack of work, but there is no. So that's all that matters. That's, to you? that's how. Wait, that's Mickey's Dodgers. Thanks, Hector. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the Doug Sarava show, which is brought to you by the Monkey Bar and Grill. Swing on by. We have a returning guest on tonight's show, the host of the Madison Miller podcast. Madison Miller, how are you doing tonight? How are you, Madison? I'm good, Doug. How are you? Pretty good. Thank you for coming on. Absolutely. Anytime you know, I'm always down for a podcast with you. Appreciate it. So let's let's get started with the New York Yankees because this is a local show. So far, they have the biggest news of the or season as we are still awaiting Shohei Itani. We have no idea where Shohei is ending up. But the Yankees did go out and acquire Juan Soto. How important is it for the New York Yankees organization moving forward in 2024 and if he extends beyond that? It is super important that they got this done. They clearly needed not only to be the Yankees again by spending either money or um, prospect capital in a trade, which they did with Soto, but they really desperately needed that left-handed power bat that is tailor-made for Yankee Stadium. And, oh, yeah, he's a superstar, one of the best 10, arguably best five players in all of baseball right now in Juan Soto. You guys don't understand how much this is going to uh, be a big deal with the Yankees. I love it. Brian Cashman and Hal Steinbrenner had to do it. And they, let's face it, they had the pr- a ton of pressure on them to make big moves this offseason. And this one obviously was the single most important one that they had to do. And that is one check mark off the list. And there's possibly more to come as well. So I want you to respond respond to what my co-host David said on Dougie on the boys said yesterday he said it's a great move but it is propaganda for fans to buy jerseys fans to come back to the stadium but pitching is still the biggest need for the Yankees so how what how what would you say to David in regards to that um I think it is important that the pitching is addressed they traded a lot of it to get Juan Soto and I personally am in favor of the team signing um, Yoshinibo Yamamoto in free agency. So I think it is important that they land a pitcher as well to go with Garrett Cole in that rotation. In terms of um, the propaganda thing and the uh, fans in the seats, I personally believe that the fans show up when the team is winning, not necessarily with star power because I saw in early 2010s when the team um, was a little down, it might've been mid 2010s, like post Jeter 
and maybe at the tail end of Jeter's career, like the the stadium was um, not packed other than like Jeter's final game. And then that next season, um, they overachieved a little bit and the crowd started to show up for big games and whatnot. So to me, it all depended on winning more so than star power with uh, the fans in the seats thing. Yeah, I think that was late 14, 15, 16. And then they went on that run in 2017. Yes. That's what I was referring to, that, that middle 2010s run, of course. So where would the Yankees, obviously they got to work on pitching. They have their bat. They got the left, the left, uh, the left-handed bat. So where would this Yankees team finish in the American League East? Last year, the way the season started, everyone thought it was going to be Tampa Bay. They fell off to injuries, and there's rumors going on that they are going to move Tyler Glass now. Randy Arozarena could be available. Can't confirm that yet, but that's what I did here. Baltimore just signed Craig Kimball. So between the Orioles, the Rays, and the Yankees, where would the Yankees finish based on today? Oh, right now, um, I would say the Yankees would be on the top of the division with the Blue Jays. Let's not forget the Toronto Blue Jays. I think it's disrespectful to leave them out because they're a team that's talented in their own right, and they're in the running to get Shohei Otani, although I do not think that's where Shohei will end up per se, but we can't forget about the Blue Jays either. The Orioles, Craig Kimbrell is a drop-off from Felix Bautista. Um, yeah, Felix Bautista, the closer, but um, it's a good like short-term fix. He wasn't bad last year on Philadelphia, but it is a drop-off from Bautista. But the Orioles are going to be there. But at gunpoint right now, I would say Yankees would be my number one in the division, a very close second Toronto, and then the Rays and the Orioles, and then obviously a distant fifth with the Red Sox. And then your team, by the way, the Rays, who you alluded to earlier, um, I think it would be a mistake for them to trade Randy Arizona. I think he's an outstanding baseball player. He's proven to show up in big games in the past. He killed the Yankees in that COVID series. He was great against the Astros and the Dodgers in their World Series run. And Glasnow, I can see them trading. They have depth pitching-wise, although they do not have McClanahan in 2024, which is a big problem. So um, it's going to be interesting to see um, how the rest of the vision shakes out for the rest of this offseason. But, yeah, the Blue Jays, to me, are very interesting. So let's not forget about them. Could you see Tampa Bay and Blake Snell having a reunion? Or would Blake not want to go there knowing what happened in Game 6 of the 2020 World Series? Oh, I, I cannot picture a reunion. And that is one thing that I never would have thought about until – you said it, but I do not see a reunion there. I could see the Rays doing like, um, maybe they in a potential glass now deal take back somebody else's pitcher, and then they turn that guy into a potential stud kind of pitcher. Like we saw that in the Chris Archer deal, they trade Chris Archer to the Pirates, and then obviously they get back Glass now, and Glass now turns into a stud for the Rays for a little bit there. So. I could see something like that with um, Tampa with glass now, but I just can't figure out the team. I need to like do some research on that one. I want to talk about the other side of New York, the New York Mets only about 15 minutes by car or 10 minutes by train. Carlos Mendoza is their manager, former bench coach of the New York Yankees. 
Um, there's been rumors that Pete Alonzo could be traded. He could be on the move. We're not sure where it could be Chicago, but he's staying put for now. Pete Alonzo will be their starting first baseman for 2024. What do the Mets need to do this offseason if they want to be a playoff contender, whether it's the wild card or the division? They brought in Jorge Lopez, but is that enough? Uh, I do not think that is enough. I think the Mets are, are under immense pressure and arguably more pressure than the Yankees to get another pitcher in that rotation to go with Cody Senga. I think that they and the Yankees are the favorites or among the favorites to sign Yamamoto. I think the Mets can go in the trade route with Dylan Cease of the White Sox or Glasnow, who you mentioned, Corbin Burns of Milwaukee, Shane Bieber of Cleveland. So the Mets have some options with starting pitching. Lucas Giolito, I think, is a good kind of high-risk guy that um, bounced around a little bit last year, went from the White Sox to the Angels and the Guardians, but he has some upside. He was a Cy Young contender a couple of years ago. So, I mean, I could see them going that route too, and that would be a very decent signing if they get Lucas Giolito. So the Mets absolutely need a pitcher to go at Sanga. And regarding Alonzo, I actually do think they'll um, keep him long-term. It might end up being a judge situation in a year from now, but I ultimately think that he will remain a Met long-term. But in terms of offense, I do think the Mets should um, entertain going out and um, finding some upgrades. I think J.D. Martinez or Justin Turner would be a good fit. I cannot see them signing Matt Chapman. I just think that's like a weird fit for them. But for offense, I could see them going after uh, J.D. Martinez or Justin Turner for that DH spot who I like both those players and the potential fit on the Mets a lot. So let's get to the defending world champions, the Texas Rangers. Um, is this a team that can be a threat to the Houston Astros to win that division? They did go on that run. Then they went down. Then the Astros ended up winning that division. So what does this Texas Rangers team have to do to win the division and find a way to repeat as world series championships? So the Texas Rangers, um, I think that they just have to uh, find a pitcher. Uh, maybe they bring back Jordan Montgomery, or maybe they go the trade route. They're a team that I think could get glass now. And I honestly would pick them over the Astros in that division right now. I just think they're flat out a better team than the Houston Astros right now. And they have good pitching in DeGrom. I don't know if he'll be back next year, per se, maybe at the end of next season. But I do think that they need a starter, but most importantly, they need to upgrade that bullpen. And I think Josh Hader would be an outstanding fit for the Texas Rangers. And honestly, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think they should entertain re-signing uh, Araldus Chapman as well. Man of the hour, Shohei Atani. Is a lot of people are saying he may be back with the Angels. My co-host Dave says he's going back to the Angels. Is it Toronto? Or do you think it's back to L.A.? Let's see if it goes through now. I don't know what that was. Yeah, I think it's the, the dead zone in my house. But back to Otani. Yeah, back to Otani. So the Cubs, I think, are a team that's very interesting for Shohei Otani. I think that's 
just a tailor-made team for him. They need star power. They just hired Craig Council. And they could use him as a DH in 2024. And then once he pitches again in 2025, he could lead the rotation with Justin Steele and some of the uh, youth they have in that rotation. And it's a big market team too. Saya Suzuki's on the Cubs and maybe there's a connection there. So why not the Chicago Cubs? I absolutely adore this fit for Shohei Otani. That's where I predicted that he was going to go when the offseason began. They're a finalist for Otani. And I think there's still a chance that they sign him. But if it's um, not the Cubs, then it's either going to be um, the Dodgers or back to the Angels. But I do not think it will be the Toronto Blue Jays, although it, there is a lot of smoke around the Blue Jays stuff right now. All right, so on to football. We know Tommy DeVito is starting on Sunday. I mean, on Monday night against the Green Bay Packers. But moving past this year, is Daniel Jones still your quarterback? I do not think so. And that is because of the injury issues he's had. Um, And listen, no disrespect to Daniel Jones. He had a good year last year and helped the Giants go to the postseason and was a big reason why they advanced in the postseason against the Minnesota Vikings. But he had that bad injury this past year. He's been injured in the past, and he just isn't at the same level as guys like Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. So, And plus, Joe Shane did not draft Daniel Jones. And quite frankly, I think they were pressured into extending Daniel Jones because of his great year last year and there were no great quarterbacks in the draft. So I actually think that um, they will draft the quarterback with their first round pick unless if um, they're all off the board and they settle at a different position and ride with Jones for a little bit, but at gunpoint, no, but I could change my mind in maybe even a month from now. So that's like a, uh, I'm still like, unsure but i do think if you ask me right now i'm going to say that um they will draft the quarterback in april all right let's have some fun week 14 picks uh we know the patriots won last night against the steelers so we're going to start with the afc side you got the jaguars playing the browns who wins that game who wins that game um i'm gonna say oh i'm gonna say the browns Although I like to do projections, as you know, on my podcast, and my projections spit out Jaguars favored. But if Trevor Lawrence doesn't play, it spits out Browns' favorite. But I do think this is a must spot for the Browns. Their defense plays better at home than it does on the road. So I'm going to say Browns, but I don't feel good about it. All right, the Texans and the Jets. Houston, C.J. Stroud has just been incredible. Um But if there was a random Jets upset, this could be the week. I mean, the line's only three and a half, and that is absolutely telling. But I'm going to say Houston, and I'm going to say that's a close game, and the Texans find a way to beat the Jets late. The Colts or the Bengals? Tough one. This is probably my toughest call of the week. Um, I'm going to say the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't feel strong about it. I mean, I just cannot picture the Colts being 8-5. and five. Like, I'm sorry. 
I think that's a high-scoring game. I bet the over in that game, and I bet the over in the Brown game as well. But I'm going to say Bengals, but I'm going to say that's a, like, 30-27 final. The Bills or the Kansas City Chiefs? Unpopular opinion. Everyone loves the Bills this week. I like the Chiefs. Um, I think that the karma is going to be with the Chiefs this week. And, and I mean the good karma, not the bad karma. And everyone is down on the Chiefs. They're home. And all the Bills are going to be hearing is 13 seconds, 13 seconds, 13 seconds. But I think Arrowhead's going to be rocking. Taylor's going to be in the building. And I'm going to say the Chiefs get it done in what should be an entertaining game. Broncos or Chargers in L.A.? Broncos. Um, I don't trust the Chargers. Um, Broncos need the game. Um, Russell Wilson's starting to play better, although that was not a good last drive against the Texans last week. So I'm going to say Denver bounces back, and they need the game. They have the much, much better head coach in Sean Payton as well. Titans or Miami? Oh, Miami big. Um, actually, no. Um, I wouldn't say big, but by double digits. I think Tennessee can cover that game, but I'm going to say Miami's up big, but Tennessee backdoors them late. So um, I'm going to say Miami by like 11 on Monday night. All right, so I'm going to do the AFC versus NFC since there's only two games, and then we'll go back to you for the NFC. Um, I like the Rams. I think they're playing phenomenal football. I think they're a team that could be one of those underdog teams and go to a Super Bowl appearance. May not happen, but I like that team. So I'm going with the Rams to upset the Ravens. And the Vikings have been very inconsistent. The Raiders have been very inconsistent. Um, but with Jefferson coming back on Sunday, I believe, I think the Vikings have a good shot. I think Dobbs will bounce back. So I have the Vikings winning that. Um, for the NFC side, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Atlanta Falcons. Who you got? Oh, that's not a good game. Um, I'm going to say Falcons, but they barely win. I'm going to say Falcons close. I'm going to say the Baker Mayfield makes it interesting for the Bucs, but I don't know. He has a dumb turnover late Atlanta, but I that's a game I'm not betting on. Detroit or Chicago in Chicago? I think the Bears are live to win this game, but I'm going to say Detroit wins although the Bears will score a lot of points in this game, and this is a game I bet the over on. So I think that high-scoring game, Lions win by three. The Panthers or the Saints, another game of the week? <laughs> um, the Saints, and I'm going to say that the Panthers, for the second consecutive week, um, come darn close, but Saints because they have more talent. Seahawks or Niners? Niners big. Um, I don't trust Seattle. Seattle's a team that is trending in the wrong direction. The Giants have their second round pick. Let's not forget that. Um, I think the 49ers win big. Seahawks, I mean, uh, Eagles or Cowboys? Hmm, this is the Madison and Doug roots for nobody game, but I think the Cowboys win because they absolutely need the game. They need to prove that they can beat um, the higher echelon teams in the league. And this couldn't have worked out better for Dallas. Philly has injuries and problems all over their defense right now. I think Dallas's offense is going to rock. The Cowboys are home. That crowd is going to be ruckus. Sunday night football. Chris Collinsworth is going to be doing his thing. 
obviously, on the broadcast and raving about Dak being an MVP candidate. And I think Dak will prove to be an MVP candidate tonight or Sunday night. So I'm going to say Dallas in what should be a really fun game. Packers or the Giants? All right. I just said that uh, um, Daniel Jones is going to be the quarterback next year, but I could be wrong. But I'm going to say the Giants pull it out. Um, no one's picking the Giants this week. Everyone's high on the Packers. The line's six and a half. I think this could be the rat line of the week. I almost pulled the trigger and put the Giants in my fat five this week. I'm going to say the Giants actually cover and win outright, but I don't feel good about it. And this is only because I don't trust Jordan Love on the road in a night game in which the Packers are getting smoke blown up their, their you-know-what. So um, I really think that uh, the Giants are going to potentially win the game. All right, now this is my favorite part—a Super Bowl matchup. But you're not gonna pick a—you're not gonna pick a team. You're gonna—we're doing week by week bracket. So we're gonna—we're okay. do, doing our week fourteen matchups and what the playoff bracket is based on in week fourteen. Oh. So, yes, we do this every Thursday. We we always come out with the Eagles and the Dolphins. Last week we came out with the Ravens and the Niners. So. We're going to start with the AFC side. Your first matchup in the wild card round is the Browns and the Jaguars. Oh, and th- those two teams are playing each other on Sunday. Talk about irony. Um, Trevor Lawrence will be healthy by then, so Jaguars. Uh, the Texans against the Ravens in Baltimore. You said the words in Baltimore, so I have to go with the Ravens. Steelers, Chiefs. Oh, my God. Talk about... Oh, listen, I it has to be the Chiefs. I'm sorry. Um, the Steelers, to me, are a team that's heading in the wrong direction. I mean, that Kenny Pickett injury might cost them a playoff berth. So it has to be the Chiefs. I mean, if the Chiefs lose to the Steelers in the first round of the playoffs, yikes in yeah. capital letters. But, yeah, Chiefs. All right, first NFC matchup, Eagles at the Falcons. Oh, Eagles, wait, Eagles at the Falcons, so you have the Cowboys in first? Yeah, Cowboys are, I guess they have the tiebreaker. Oh, okay. So, um, Eagles at Falcons, oh, Philly should destroy that, and, and that, to me, is revel, like, very reminding of the Cowboys beating the Bucks last year. Vikings, Dallas, in Dallas. Um, beat Josh Jobs. It's a cute story, but um, if the Cowboys lose to the freaking Vikings and Josh Dobbs, they're going to be mocked so badly, but they should beat the Vikes. And then Rams-Lions. Ooh, alright. This is a fun one because it's Jared Goff against Matt Stafford. Those guys were traded for each other. That's right, that's right. I love that matchup. I hope that happens. Um, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go with the upset here. Um, coaching advantage. Um, although quarterback, I'm going to say slight edge Detroit. Wide receiver. Oh, my God. Cooper Cuff and Puka Nachua versus um, Amon Ra. Give me the boys on the Rams and the best defensive player on the field, Aaron Donald. So, I'm going to say Rams. All right. AFC side, Dolphins. I mean, my... um. 
The Ravens against the Chiefs in KC. Ooh, that's a hard one. Um, I just don't like what I've seen from the Chiefs recently. And the Ravens um, coming off a bye. Um, that, but I don't know if I trust Lamar Jackson on the road in a playoff game. So I'm going to say Chiefs low scoring. Chiefs defense gets it done. Jaguars versus Dolphins. Battle of Florida, I like it. Best player on the field, Tyreek Hill. Um, quarterback matchup, I think, is a wash. And the Dolphins, I think, are more talented on defense. And I think the coaching matchup, probably slight edge to Doug Peterson because of experience. So I'm going to say Dolphins in a close one. NFC side, Eagles-Cowboys. Oh, that's also a game that's being played on Sunday. Um, mm -hmm. Playoffs, though, you have to say the Eagles. More experience. Jalen Hurts has more playoff success than Dak Prescott. Granted, it was pretty much last year's Super Bowl run that it's based off of. So I'm going to say Philadelphia gets it done in Dallas in the postseason. And then Rams 49ers. Oh, San Francisco. Um will beat the Rams similar to how the Eagles beat the Giants in the division round last year. All right. AFC championship game. You got the Chiefs versus the Miami Dolphins. The Tyree Kill Bowl. I love it. Ooh. I, um, let's go with the Dolphins. Um, they should have beat them in Germany, and I think Tyreek gets his revenge here. Let's go with Miami. And then your NFC title game, a rematch of last year, but in San Francisco, Eagles-Niners. I'm going to go with the Niners. Best player on the field would be Christian McCaffrey. Um, I think San Fran's defense is better. Their offensive line is outstanding. They killed the Eagles earlier, I mean, as in last week. So I'm going to say 49ers, but a closer game than the NFC championship game was and the game on Sunday was as well. And then your Super Bowl matchup, the San Francisco 49ers versus the Miami Dolphins. Who do we have winning that one? Oh, the 49ers. They're the best team in the league. Kyle Shanahan's the best coach in the league, arguably. And the funny thing is that it's Sean or Kyle Shanahan against um, Mike McDaniel and McDaniel worked for McVay or not McVay, I have McVay in my hand because I think about the Rams, um, worked for Shanahan, so there's that connection, and then you have Tyreek Hill against Debo Samuel in terms of receivers, oh my goodness, this is an incredible Super Bowl, I would really love to see that play out in Vegas, so 49ers over to Dolphins. All right, and before we let you go, let's talk about the, you know, the New York Rangers, the first place the New York Rangers. Is this going to be consistent for them throughout the season, or do they end up falling off towards the end of the year and get cold at the wrong time, or do they ride into the sunset and win a championship? Um, To me, it depends on health. And if everybody stays healthy, they absolutely have a chance to uh, go far in the postseason. I'll admit, I thought that the Rangers – had a possibility to have a season similar to the 2023 Yankees in terms of a lot of injuries and um, kind of like the core kind of like the 
the Panarins and Zibanejad and Criders kind of fallen off a little bit. New coach in La Villette. Like, I wasn't that high on the Rangers before the year. I was very high on your team before the year, the Devils. But I'm very pleasantly surprised at how well the Rangers are playing. Um, they are a cup contender. I'll admit defeat on what I thought the Rangers were before the season. But we'll see. Um, I think they have to be healthy. And I think that the Eastern Conference is still wide open. Boston has uh, bounced back after the President's Trophy and losing in the first round. But i got to be honest, I don't really want the Rangers to win the President's Trophy because look what happened to Boston last year. That just puts a ton of pressure on you. So let's just hope Mm -hmm. the Rangers get into the spring healthy. Um, There'll be ups and downs in the season in the NHL like there always are. They'll make a trade. They need, I think, help on defense because their defense has been a little leaky lately. They gave up six goals to the Senators. They gave up five to the Sharks. And then they gave up three to the Predators. But the Predators, um, I mean, everybody scores three goals a game pretty much in hockey other than the Sharks. So, um, And then the Rangers gave up five to the Sharks. So I think the Rangers need help defensively. So I think they will probably win the Metro division, but I think that they do have to make a couple of trades to consider themselves one of the favorites to win the Stanley cup. And finally, I want one prediction for 2024 within any of our favorite sports teams could be the devils, could be the Rays, could be the Yankees. It could be the giants the Knicks, whatever you want to throw out there. One prediction or what you want to happen. Hmm. This is a hard one. All right. We didn't talk about the Knicks yet, so I'm going to make my prediction about the Knicks. I think the Knicks finally trade for a superstar. I don't know who it's exactly going to be, but they've been dying to get that big-name star. I mean – there's pressure on them now. Um, the Yankees went and got Juan Soto, and now everyone's like, why can't the Knicks trade a star? Blah, 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 blah. Is it during so, the gonna... offseason, or is it during the season? The offseason, in July. Maybe at the draft. I'm going to say at, like in the offseason. That's my prediction. I'm going to say in the summertime, they'll acquire a star. I don't know who it's going to be, because you never know like how seasons will play out. What if... I don't know. What if Damian Lillard gets injured and the Bucks fall apart? Maybe Giannis becomes available. Maybe Tyrese Maxey gets injured and the Sixers flame out and Embiid's available. It could be like a situation like that where something unfortunate could lead to a star wanting out and the Knicks um, pony up a big offer and uh, they take it. Hey, Donovan Mitchell may, may be on the move. We never know. Yeah, but I'm not the biggest Donovan Mitchell fan, though. To me, he's just not a number one scorer on a championship team. That's my issue with Donovan. Um, He wasn't really that great against the Knicks in the playoffs last year. So, like, I'm not the biggest Donovan fan. Yes, he's a great player, but to me, um, he is probably like a 1A rather than a true number one. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. So that's my take on Donovan Mitchell. I just, listen, I don't think he's vastly overrated, but I think that he's um, a player that's not a best guy on a title team guy. Like to me, he's not Jason Tatum. He's not Joel Embiid. He's not obviously Jokic. Heck, LeBron could still be the best guy on a title team for crying out loud. 
Yeah, that's true. All right. Thank you for coming on. Would you like to advertise your podcast to my listeners? Absolutely. The Madison Miller podcast. Um, Monday through Fridays is the regular shows. I have guests on as well. Doug, you're more than welcome to come on anytime. Yeah, for well, sure. Maybe ne next week if you're around, um, we'll pick a day um, because we usually do home and homes. And I occasionally have guests on just to talk about a variety of things. And I love my show. I do it on the weekdays, sometimes on the weekends if a big trade or big signing happens. Like if Shoy Otani were to sign tomorrow, I'm going to have to do a podcast tomorrow we'll put it that way so um the madison miller podcast you can find it on spotify you can find it on um google podcast we're trying to get it to apple we're working on it so um you can find me on spotify the madison miller podcast all right thank you it's always a pleasure and we'll see you next time see you next time thank you no problem thank you Again, this has been the Doug Strauber Show, which is brought to you by the Monkey Bar and Grill. Swing on by. As always, each episode is brought to you by our good friends, Nicole and Dave. Go sports. We'll see you guys next time. This episode was brought to you by Nicole and Dave. Go sports. For all your latest information surrounding the world of sports, Talk to Dave.